0: Triple M rocks the NRL 24 7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. And we are underway. Here we go. This is where it's dangerous, Triple M. Rocking the free. There's only one game on the east coast of Australia. It's the great game of rugby league. It's been another wild year of rugby league. Breathtaking moments.
1: Gets away from another. Over the 40. Stepping. Weaving.
0: Goodbye. Spectacular scoring. What a spectacular performance. It's been a try scoring festivals. And plenty of... Well. well. What the hell was that? My God. Where did that come from? Well. Wow. After 192 games, the best three teams in the NRL were pretty clear. The of Melbourne Storm. And the Pedro Perkins. When the music stopped, the Storm were left without a chair at the only party that matters. Zero to the grand final. Ruby Leagues. That's why we love it. The 2021 NRL grand final. For the first time ever, the biggest game of all comes to Queensland. And the Panthers and Bunnies are out to put on a show. For McDonald's and Ream Hot Water, triple M. Rocks the Grand Final.
2: Yes, hello buddy, and welcome. This is what we've all been working towards all season. Grand Final, Suncorp Stadium tomorrow night 7.30. The Penrith Panthers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Mark Guy, Ryan Girdler, Brent Reed. My name is Tony Squires. Get to rock the Grand Final for the next two hours with you. MG, you told me you're a little bit nervous in the tummy. What's going
3: on? <laughs> good morning, Tony, Gerds and Reedy and all our listeners. Um, yeah, I, 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 I felt good all week, but... Um, this morning I went to get the, as uh, I wake up, I go get the paper and mm. a, a cup of coffee and there was a big motorcade fr- um, in Penrith um, from Jemison Park. There was about 5,000 Panther fans all in their cars with their their support um, flags and, oh, and streamers and it was just amazing to see. And well done to everyone if you're listening, well done to everyone who uh, partook and all that because it looked awesome. Did they um, go past and, your place, MG? Uh, they Not exactly past my house, um, mm. but about you know, fifty metres from where I live and I I drove down the street and I I wondered why all these cars were going in. So yeah. I went down to Jamison Park and there was hundreds of cars. It was awesome to see. It's
2: so yeah. good. So that's kinda of and that, kind that made
3: me get nervous. You, yeah. <laughs> that made me get nervous when I saw the, the, the supporters of the Panthers.
4: Yeah, I love it. What about you? Yeah, it's a bit strange. Like last year Tony obviously it has been such a, a long period between grand finals for the club, I was really nervous and really sort of looked forward to the week and there was a lot more emotion for me during the week this year. I've got a little bit more of a cold-blooded approach where it's, you know, I've been through this before last year. Now I've kept the emotion emotion out of it and I just want them, you know, the boys to get the job done tomorrow and then I think I'll... I'll, I'll sort of celebrate after that but at the moment it just feels a little bit more all business this year Is that some do you reason. think exactly how it is or should be within the Panthers camp? Well I, I would imagine that's exactly it. I've never been in two grand finals uh, obviously MG has but I would imagine the experience they got from last year whatever they did in the week they should probably try and do something a little bit different Yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's very true and you, uh, you know 1991 1999 and then 91 did the same thing back to back MG one not such a great outcome the other one brilliant
4: But how, how different were the weeks for you, MG? Back in how, how different was that oh, second grand final week as opposed to the first one?
3: Well, the first one we, we celebrated like we'd, we'd won the thing, we had street parades, we had civic receptions, we you know we're down at the plaza doing signing sessions on the Thursday night. Um, it was kind of and then all of a sudden the game was upon us, so yeah, we, we didn't give the, the the grand final the respect it deserved because we didn't know what to you know, how it worked. It was Penrith's first ever grand final, so the whole whole town was, in, it was rapturous, you know. It was in, uh, I, then not in 91, we just did the opposite. We got to the, we beat Bears in the prelim, and then uh, we all put our hands in the middle and said, let's not, not have a drink until we win the grand final, because back in there, we used to have one every, you know, Tuesday or Thursday, you go to the pub with the boys after training, and, um, but yeah, Gus made us all put our hands in the in the middle, and we all said, yep, no drinking until we win the thing, and our last training session at the RAF base out here at Penrith was on the Thursday, I think, and. Um, our last ball session, and Gus coming uh, with an esky, and in the esky it was about there was a carton of beer, and we thought it might have been a bit of a you know a a, test. a, a trick, you know, <laughs> a, a test. But he said, "Boys, you've earned it. Good, great two weeks. Um, let's go ahead and do this thing." So we had a, a can of beer together, and and then we uh, yeah, it was all, all business on the on game day. A lot different to the year before. We were very nervous the year before, and mm. then thought we we're out of our depth a bit because um the players we were playing against were so star studded. But um once we won. Once we got through to the 91, we only lost three games that year. We we were on a bit of a roll, so we're never going to lose the thing.
2: Yeah, but what a legendary mm. team he did play against those Raiders and yeah, those, yeah. those yeah. were absolutely phenomenal. Household mm. names, uh, each and just about each and every one of them. Reedy, how are you going, buddy?
5: I'm a bit lost, Tone. i mm. I don't even know if I'm working tomorrow. I have not worked it out yet. You're working <laughs> here on us. You can hear. I'm coming here, yeah, but for the paper. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing for the paper. I'm a bit lost, Tone. Really? Yeah. Because you've covered every yeah. grand final since '99, yeah. I think. So what, nobody's asked you to do anything. I don't think, obviously, no, no. Wow. Well, when you roll, You have weekends the, off. You've so. fallen
4: through the cracks already in the I biggest week of them all. I'm going to have to do something, aren't
5: I? Yeah. Surely. Have to aren't I? Yeah. Surely.
4: I, have to. I mean, if Brent Reed files,
2: it turns up in the paper, doesn't it?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I wish, Tane, I wish. I'm not <laughs> do the <buzz>. player ratings. <laughs> do the player ratings of the game? Oh, I'm not. Doing, I don't like doing the player ratings, MG. I always the most, read them. The I always most, read them. The and look, it is, but I always read them and go, "What idiot has watched yeah. this game?" Because they never <laughs> look right to me. No, like, yeah. I always disagree with them. So no, no, I, I don't know. I'm sure I'll be doing something. I'll be in here though for a while tomorrow, aren't Mm-hmm.
2: Well, what's the latest, Reedy? Uh, we're assuming that it is going to be 7.30. Yeah. It is going to be Brisbane Suncorp Stadium. Now, there was two cases, COVID cases, today. Uh, the only blip will be that there's 75% capacity yeah. at the moment. And there's a slight fear that if there's any, uh, the numbers jump out again, that that could be reduced so far as far as far as 50% what would it take for – would it be a community transmission that is unlinked for them to go hard lockdown and how would that then affect the game?
5: Yeah, so I think there were two cases today, but there were none in the community, which is obviously the the key figure, I think, that Peter Valandis always talks about. So, I mean, that's obviously real positive. For for things to change between now and tomorrow night, you would need to see a a reasonable number tomorrow. And the way it sounds, I think they've got it under control up there. So, uh, you know, I think the the game will go ahead – you know, the, the only glitch could be if they drop the capacity to 50%, but at the moment they don't expect that, th- that to happen. They still think it'll be 75%. So, um, you know, I, I think they're pretty confident it'll, it'll stay as it is right now, 75% capacity, which is 39,000 people uh, for a historic grand final, probably the, the one and only ever at Suncorp Stadium or, or in Queensland. So, how,
2: how did they go about was it in terms of the tickets once it's gone down to 75%? So yeah. those like 50,000 of the 52,000 had yeah. been sold. Uh, it had, they had tickets had been released in stages, so it was its last in first out.
5: Last in first out, it which was, is a yeah. bummer because,
2: by and large, those ones who are buying the tickets la- later are the people who have waited, and it's their team yeah. who's actually into the grand finals. So. I think
5: my brother's got mm. tickets. I meant to check with him whether he was one of the guys who had to hand them back. I'll send him a text. He might mm. be upset. He might blow up if we get him on the radio. But um, yeah, that's <laughs> the way they've done it. I mean, I don't yeah. think they could come up with a, an alternative. And well, the alternative I they, is
4: you just, I think a, a better option would have been just give the you know. The most expensive people let them in and then, you know, the cheap seats are out. That way, oh. the game makes more money, don't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Come yes, on, man. That's exactly what you want, isn't it? Well, I think you call that elitist.
5: It is very such elitist such way. Uh, yeah. Good, isn't
4: it? Well, I mean, they're, they're, you're just talking. You're all writing an article at the moment about how much money the game has lost. <laughs> I mean, if you're thinking about the bottom line, I mean, that's no, the that's way true. you should do it. Yes, yep. If you do hear the tippity tap of the typewriter, then is once more
2: Brent re-filing uh, <laughs> Filing. for tomorrow. Is it? Is yeah, for the story. Yeah, What's yeah. it on? Is it later today? What yeah, Queensland has Queensland, done, you
5: know, how Queensland it saved rugby league, saved rugby league yet again. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> was there any uh, uh, thought about moving, postponing the game? Now, obviously, that would have, you know during the week, all contingencies would have been discussed. Yeah. Townsville was Plan B initially. Yep. Uh, then, of course, if you're going to get OB vans and all those things for broadcast from Brisbane to uh, Townsville, it's going to need a little time. They can't really do that on day off game.
5: Hmm. Well, believe in the contract they got with the Queensland government. It says if it can't be held at Suncorp the next option's got to be Townsville. So um, that was obviously plan B. Now, if there was a COVID outbreak in Townsville, then they, they wouldn't, wouldn't have a the choice. They, they would have to delay it by at least a week. And there was some talk that maybe Perth had uh, made an approach to the NRL. I mean, that's unlikely, obviously. But, uh, you know, Sydney were putting together a plan to try and bring it back down here if yeah. it was postponed. But, I mean, the, the concern for me is if you postpone it by a week... How are you sure to go ahead in a week? I mean, what happens if you have an outbreak in the next seven days, which is what we see all the time, right? The, the numbers flare up and suddenly everyone goes in a panic mode again. So they just need to get it done. They mm. need to get it done tomorrow, get the season over and done with, get everyone vaccinated and we can look forward to next year and hopefully things run a bit smoother.
4: Souths lose their advantage as well, Tony, if they if they postpone it because they've earned the right to go into this game a lot fresher than Penrith and Penrith mm. have got a lot of guys that are carrying injuries and if you put it away two weeks, then it brings guys like Tabita to Vita yeah, yeah. back into the, the, jo- the, the consideration, and also, you know, Edwards limping around and Toto, oh, they're a lot fresher. So, South deserve to play the grand final tomorrow, and that's the way it should be done.
2: What about those injuries? Where are we at? As you said, Tavito Pangai Jr. earlier in the week said he was he was no good, so he's he's gone. Uh, Edwards, we've heard Toto uh, Fisher Harris. Are they? Are they all going to play?
5: Yeah, I'd expect them all to play. It's home, it's a grand final, and you know, obviously Toto and Fisher Harris play, and they all played last week, so they might have come through a bit dodgy, but I'd expect them all to play this week. The uh, seeing
2: going around in the wheelchair earlier in the week, uh, MG, did he give you any any calls for
3: concern? Oh, he's a character. He's he? a real character. Look, even at the Dally M medals, um, every time a of player would get an award, he'd be in the background, coming in and out of camera. He's just a he's just a guy who is unaffected by what is happening. And I think, especially him and Jerome Lewis and and, and Stevie Crichton from Mount the boys from Mount Druitt, they know that. It, um, they've come through a little bit of adversity in their life, like we all did. Who come from that area? Um, not so much from within, but um, the, the suburb of Mount Druid has, has been much tainted over the over the course of history. And I know that me growing up there, I was very hard to get, you know, work as a junior. Um, in they'd see your postcode and they go, "Oh, the few from the from that joint." So yeah. I, I think the way they've come through it, and, and the way they have this, you know, just this really relaxed type of um, emotion is, is one of the reasons Penrith are who they are at the moment. who's like, The Ghetto Blaster has come synonymous with them walking up to a game. They walk into the game, it's kind of like their war cry. The they Ghetto Blaster's on, they're all marching behind Jerome Luai and Brian totter oh, and, and it's, the game faces on. I don't expect it to be any different tomorrow.
0: Yeah.
4: From the feel in the rugby league community tone, I think both of these sides are really well-liked. Yep. you know, mm. there, There's so many elements to both uh, what they've done throughout the season that I think have engaged the general public of the rugby league. And you've got those personalities that MG speaks about going into the contest and Penrith and the story over the last couple of years and everyone's watched them become the club that they are. And I think there's some admiration around that. And then you've got the all the storylines for South Sydney going into this yep. one. I mean, how can you not enjoy the way South Sydney have played this year and what they've been able to achieve and the Wayne Bennett and the Adam Reynolds. So yeah. I, I think there's just so many, you know, it's a good, whichever way it goes tomorrow, I think there's a lot of people out there that, regardless of whether they follow Penrith or South Sydney, that are just generally going to think that the 21 season has been a really good year. Absolutely
2: sensational. And we can actually go inside that South Sydney camp. Uh, terrific from Jai Arrow, allowing us to have a chat to him on uh, Grand Final Eve. That is next on the Saturday Scrum. Thanks to King G.
0: The Triple A. Saturday Scrub for King G, Dribble at Rocks Footy.
2: My guy, Ryan Gerdler, Brent Retainer Squires with you. Jai Ara has been incredibly generous with his time throughout this season for us. Uh, we appreciate it greatly, even more so uh, when he agrees to have a chat on the eve of Grand Final. He joins us now. G'day, mate. How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Pretty relaxed, actually. Um, I haven't really thought about it too much, which is good, and I'm, I'm enjoying the week, and enjoying my time and I don't really want to go away from the things that have worked for me, so um, I'm just trying to keep it as relaxed as possible and just go into it like it's any other game.
2: Well, that's brilliant. I read during the week, though, Joe, I can't believe this, that Super Coach Wayne Bennett won't let you ride your new
1: Harley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that about? Yeah, kidding himself. <laughs>
2: Talk us through. So you bought yourself a, a new bike?
1: Yeah, yeah, so um, I've always wanted to get one and then um, it's kind of funny how it worked out. I walked past um, Cardi Jed Cartwright, and he said, oh, have you gone and a, had a look at any bikes? Because I said I wanted to buy one. Um, I was like, no, nah, should we go now? We walked into the Harley shop and ended up signing some papers and uh, <laughs> driving out a week later. So I uh, fell in love with it. And, um, yeah, I can't get enough. I'm obsessed with it.
4: Plenty of time to enjoy that in the next couple of weeks, buddy. Hey, uh, so have you had your last session? Was that this morning and now it's just all the preparations are done?
1: yeah, yeah, so we finished captain's run and now we're, um, we're just having a lunch and um, just relaxing throughout today and um, yeah just enjoy the experience. We, we had the fan fest yesterday, which was really good, seeing a lot of fans turn out and then now it's sort of just um, relax, do your own thing, probably play a bit of uh, cards and um, yeah just enjoy each other's time before we, we go to the big big dance tomorrow.
3: What a season you've had, mate! What a season! Um, you, you've obviously pinching yourself tonight. Th- you know, uh, there'd be a few of you in the, you know, the young Blake Taff and Mark Nichols and even Penrith have got their own. With Paul Momorowski and, and and the like, would be thinking to themselves. I can't believe I'm playing in a grand final tomorrow. It's a it's an amazing thing you've done yeah. from the Titans last year. You you obviously thought you're going to be successful, but did you did you dare to dream that you'd make the grand final this year?
1: No, not at all. And I suppose it's you know this year's definitely met expectations and some but um, now that I'm in this position I'm not satisfied I obviously want to get that win tomorrow and but obviously grateful for the opportunity have giving me in a go to a grand final in my first year is pretty special but um, we've spoken about it all week that uh, we didn't want to come into this week and you know basically roll over we want to go the full distance and um, we trained really well this morning we trained really well all week and um, we try to soak in that experience you get in grand final week because there's obviously a lot more commitments you have and um, yeah, look, everyone's pretty relaxed and um, you know sort of doing the doing their things that they do throughout the week to get themselves up for a game. And then we've obviously got the super coach, um, you know, telling us what it, what we need to hear. So um, yeah, look, obviously very grateful that we're, we're here, but we're not satisfied.
5: Joy, give us an insight into the super coach you mentioned. Then what's he, what's he like this week?
1: Yeah, probably the same old. Um, Wayne's Wayne. He, he, he um, you yeah, know, obviously, he, he's pretty calm. He's pretty collected. He, he doesn't expect anyone to do anything extravagant. He just wants us to um, do our best and do our job for the team. And um, that's all it's been this year is just to do our best. And, and um, you know, we've continued to do that. And we played some really good footy, but that'll be no different tomorrow. It's just everyone to go out there, focus on their job and, and not worry about the outside noise and to do their best.
2: And Jai, do you talk about those storylines within your club, or just let them sit there in the background for you? The fact that Wayne is—it's his last game. Adam Reynolds, obviously, his last game for the club, perhaps or probably. Benji Marshall's uh, last as well. Uh, Dane Gagai. Do those stories just simmer underneath, or do you actually overtly talk about them?
1: Uh, we haven't really openly talked about them. You know, I, I don't feel as though those those guys that you just mentioned aren't you know aren't selfish and they wouldn't want it to be about them. But as a player knowing that I'm staying here the next year and players that are staying here the next year. It's definitely on the back of our minds and we we do want to um, finish on a good note and, and send those boys out, um, you know, with the ultimate prize. So um, definitely in the back of our minds, that's for sure, but um, they wouldn't, you know, openly come out and say they wanted to be about them or to send them off winners. So um, that's the selflessness we have in this team and and that's why, we, you know, we've come so far.
4: I, I thought... Uh... You know, round one of the uh, semi-finals, um, your influence with, along with Tommy Burgess off the bench, was probably the difference in the two two sides. The energy you guys brought. Now, when you guys came on, you seem to make it personal with James Fisher-Harris. Is it something that you do sitting on the bench? You you work out who's been the most dominant player for that first twenty minutes, and then you go on and put the crosshairs on them and try and, you know, slow things down, take control back to to your team.
1: Oh, look, oh, I suppose I'd be lying if I said I didn't take it personal with everyone in the side, to be honest. Um, look, I love the physicality of the game. I love coming on and um, I suppose, you know, stirring people up or, you know, trying to get in their face as much as possible and, um, you know, enjoy the challenge. You know, everyone would be lying if they didn't say they're taking it personal in the final series. So, um, yeah, look, I suppose I'll be taking it personal tomorrow and yeah, we, every both teams have got a lot to lose, definitely.
5: Joe, I spoke to a few blokes about Adam Reynolds this week, and obviously he's a pretty cool, calm character uh, on the footy f- field, but behind the scenes he's a bit of a pest, right? He's uh-huh. just a yeah. –
1: has he – uh-huh.
5: give us an inside has he got you or what? <laughs> You're yeah, well, you, you, have,
1: him. you honestly have no idea, hey. He, he's honestly I, – I can't – I can't. Oh, I can't wait until I cannot wait until he leaves as a person, as a person, as a person off the field. I cannot wait. Like obviously, as, as a as a footy player, it's um it, it's very sad to see him go. He's, you know, he's a South Sydney boy through and through, and um, he's done it all in the game. But as a person, his finger his fingers end up where they shouldn't be. they but constantly constantly touching me. I just I can't handle it anymore.
3: You got to go to HR, mate.
1: Yeah. They yeah, say I'm I'm rocking in the corner at night. They rocking back and forth. <laughs> Sucking the your night. thumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> mummy, 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 mummy. <laughs> yeah.
5: What are we talking? Flick. He's a, he's an ear flicker, right? And shoulder tapper and all yeah, sorts
1: of things. Yeah, play, yeah. Plays with the ears. His fingers shouldn't be where they are. Uh, oh. He constantly plays with my ears and doesn't stop. I try not to give him anything, and he constantly keeps going, keeps going, keeps going until I say something.
3: <laughs> Ricky Stewart exactly the same. Really? Exactly no. the same. Yeah. <laughs> You <laughs> like, go, you go, and put, put like pull some uh, heads on your legs, or you know, put his finger in your ear. Or, That's or, a Cody
1: yeah. Walker special, that to pull the back of your heads on your legs and scare the absolute crap out of you.
2: How <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good. do yeah. you love halves? I, just, <laughs> yeah. I just love it. Hey, is there a, a do you plan to give uh, Nathan Cleary's shoulder a, a service at any point <laughs> during the game?
1: No, nah, I don't know about that. I just I'll be I'll be out there to do my job and and just enjoy it. And, um, you obviously want to take time away from from the classy players and the players that you know control the game and he's one of them so uh, we'll be trying to take as much time away from him as possible
5: hey Joe, it's funny joy we talked about the side moving to queensland but it probably helped you right because your family's up there and well, you had a lot of family coming to the game or, or how's it sort of worked in your favor a little bit
1: yeah it's pretty pretty sort of funny how things have worked out being a, a gold Coast kid coming up um, being based up here and then Also being a Queenslander to um, play the first grand final in in Brisbane, it's a pretty special feeling. I've got, you know, uh, I think I had to get 10 tickets, so... Uh, They don't, they don't miss you with them either, (laughs) 350 a pop, so, uh, yeah, they're good, yeah, (laughs) they won't won't be refunding
4: those tickets,
1: (laughs) yeah, even, yeah, even though it's not, even though it's not about the money, but I'll be probably asking (laughs) my sisters for a few bobs. but, um, (laughs) no, look, it's, uh, yeah, I'm happy to have, you know, some family coming, and, and friends as well I've got coming, so, um, yeah, I get my mum and her partner, she gets to come, one of my sisters, and the old man's there, uh, based down in the Central Coast with one of my other, other sisters and my nephew as well, so they won't be able to come to the game. But the old man's got a little bit of a shrine, Rabideau's shrine um, going on his balcony. He sent me a photo of it. So, um, yeah, look, they obviously have a lot of support and um, it's worked out pretty well for me.
2: There was a nice story during the week. Uh, sorry, but just talking about all the the Rabbitohs players and the junior clubs they'd come from and speaking to their junior coaches, there's a great picture of a young blonde-headed Jai Ara, I think might have been on Scott Sattler's shoulders. Yes. Mm. <laughs> that, kid, that dream we talk about this year, mm. is that where it uh, blossomed?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, look, uh, yeah, obviously I had the long bleach-blonde hair from doing nippers and, and swim training and all that back then, but... Um, as a kid growing up, you, you, um, you always want to play in the NRL, um, let alone a grand final. And I get my opportunity. And as a kid, I love the game growing up. I love playing footy and, um, yeah, this is sort of what, what kids can only really dream of. And I'm living out that dream at the moment. So I'll soak it all in and go from there.
4: Who's kicking goals tomorrow, Joy?
1: Um, I think I'm second string, third string. (laughs) I knew you'd be there somewhere, but
4: uh, how's Reno? Is he, is he going to be Okay.
1: Yeah no, nah, he was he was um really good today he was I saw him kicking goals he was shanking them so I had to tell him what to do and then he, he, he would believe it he was kicking them straight over the black dot so um head over the ball follow through and yep. then look up once you kick the ball just <laughs> um he was slotting them and then um, I'm sure Taffy will be um third string yep. so um yeah nah, no Renault was kicking well today
2: uh, and just quickly, in terms of the preparation, is the whole thing with the COVID and where it's on, it's off, all that kind of stuff, has that not affected the team? You just uh, head down, and bum up and do the work?
1: Yeah, absolutely. What can you do? Um, we get given all these rules and we just got to abide by them, so... Um. Well, sometimes. Anyway, but um, yeah, look, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was nah, speaking to the wrong bit. guy. obviously. Yeah, <laughs> mate. Nah, yeah. So we obviously have to abide by the rules and do whatever. We'll do what they say. So we'll, we'll we'll do that, and I'll make sure I do that. So yeah. Um. Yeah. As we'll go from there.
2: Uh, mate, look. Well, once again, we really, really appreciate uh, all your efforts for the entire season, and wish you the very, very best tomorrow night. Thanks boys. Good Appreciate luck, it. buddy. Go on yeah, buddy. See you, mate. Good there is Jai Arrow. Uh, what a trooper. Uh, what yeah, a character. Yeah, How yeah. good. And in grand final camp yeah. on grand final league. How
4: old is Jai now? Was he early twenties? Twenty-six. Twenty, is he is he mid twenties, yeah? He he mid, 25, okay. 26
2: yeah. Okay. In 20s mm. uh, good man, Jai Arrow. Yeah. This is the satellite scrum. We do it for King G. Woo!
0: The Triple F. Saturday scrub for King G. Triple M rocks footy.
2: Just a day out from the NRL Grand Final. The Panthers taking on the Rabbitohs. 7.30 is kick-off at Suncorp Stadium. You will hear it on Triple M right now. Let's concentrate on those Panthers and see what it's going to take for them to do what they couldn't quite get done last year. What's the Panthers' victory song sound like, uh, M.G.?
3: Um, well, I, I know, I, I'm not sure, I think it's just the banging of the drums, and, uh, you know, they're very similar these days, everyone, yes. but we had the one back in our era, which was, um, from Jane Scarley, oh, yeah. Go go, go to the Mighty Panthers, um, which was a, a good song, we, uh, she came out to the club in 1987 and filmed that with us, and... Um, yeah, so I'm not real sure, to be honest. They still,
5: more play, than they Edwards. still play that one at
3: full-time, don't they, MG, when you win?
5: Now. Yeah. 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 But, but the one There's the boys sing to... was,
4: I think, sort of done by Morvan Edwards back in the day in the late sort of 90s. and mm-hmm. it's, Yeah, it's a bit more of a sort of hardcore rap sort of thing that the boys still sing. I think they've made a few adjustments okay. to it, but it's pretty close okay. to the original. I love it. I love yeah.
2: it. All right, well, what does it take uh, for them to
4: be singing that song tomorrow night? Well, I think it's going to take a lot of patience. Um, I learn a lot from uh, what they did at the back end of last week's game against Melbourne Storm, some of the trust that they have in their defence, and probably went away from that during parts uh, later on in the season. But uh, they seem to be willing just to play for 80 minutes. They got a little bit of their cohesion back with the football, and uh, they're just willing to back their defence. And I think if they're, if they're able to do that for long periods, especially if they're able to kick really well with Nathan. Um, and, and when I mean patience, I mean when they've got the football, just be willing to get to the points in the field where he can actually be most effective with his kicks. And that can sometimes be a little bit boring, but I think sometimes in these bigger games, you just got to do the little things right. And he's putting the ball in the corners. Uh, I think there's some weaknesses there for South. They haven't got big outside backs, and they really might struggle coming off their own line if they do it well, Panthers. I mean... Taft's only small. Johnston's not really known to be a guy that brings the ball back out of his own field backfield so well. Um, and then they've got young Paulo as well. So I think there's opportunities there for Penrith to, to sort of poke around some of those weaknesses and, and make, you know, that big South Sydney pack get right back behind the ball and then bring it out from their own end. And I'm not sure how long South will be able to do that for. I'm not sure if they've been whether when they've been put in that situation, other parts of the year, they haven't responded that well to it. So, um, the last thing you want to do is is be all disciplined like Penrith were in the first game against South Sydney. Give them opportunities in your half, and allow you know Murray play the ball, Cook out from dummy half, and then Walker and that left hand side just start getting uh, some clean ball in in areas where they can really hurt you. So I, I think it's just you know doing the the basics right, getting their kick game kicked and their chase game in order, and making sure they're really disciplined. What's the Panthers' key?
5: Uh, well. I mean, I think Jerome Lewis is the key for Penrith because you know what you're going to get from Nathan Cleary. I mean, Mm. you just get the same thing every week from Nathan. He'll he'll never let you down. But Jerome, I think, has been pretty quiet. Um, Well, It's been well documented. He's admitted himself. been pretty quiet since origin. But, you know, I think if he can have a big game, I think that goes a long way towards Penrith, you know, getting their attack right and scoring points again, which is something they've probably lacked in the last month or so. I mean, they've relied on their defence a lot, haven't they? And... Um, you know, I think South's going to put some points on you. You know, that left side's going to hurt you at some point. So I think they have to score more points than they have been. And, you know, I think Jerome Luai, Jerome Luai's on his game, takes so much heat off Nathan and creates so many opportunities for him. And, you know, I think he looked a little better last week and he's been talking like he, he feels better about his game. So I think he's a real key for them tomorrow night. MG,
2: have you got a, a bigger... Kind of game breaker, a larger gentleman from the forward pack, maybe.
3: Well, yeah, big Billy Kickow. Um, obviously, I think, and I, I, sp- I spoke with the uh, Desert Legends this morning about Billy Kickow, and I, I would love to see him start the game. I, I, I'd like, I'd love to see uh, Ivan just, you know, spring a surprise, and and Billy starts, and he he does a couple of runs in the first set of six, and just. He, he signals his intentions. I think sometimes in the last month or so, Billy's watching from the sideline, and after 15, 20 minutes comes on, then he's kind of trying to do everything at once. I think the more you uh, ease into a game when you're starting a game, you, you tend to go longer because you're not you know exerting so much energy, if that makes sense. But look, it's up the, it is, Tony, it's up to the boys up front. Um, Moses, Tevenga, Tevita Pengai Jr. last week against the Melbourne Storm started, like someone had to start on fire. Aggression, he was, yeah, he was, yeah. He was, he was, he set the tone. And I think that kind of rattled the storm a little bit. So I'm looking at this four pack. And I'm saying, who's who's going to do that to the Robito's tomorrow? Which one of you boys are going to step up and do it to Vita Penguin uh, Jr. did last week? And I think then what the, James Fisher Harris is the one that's the, the name that sticks out at me. Um, by his lofty standards, I think he's had a quiet month. But I think he's also been carrying a bit of a knee injury as well. So and look, everyone at this when you get to the grand final, out of these thirty-four players, you'd be lucky to have five or six who haven't got an injury. So everyone's carrying injuries into the game, but you just got to get through it. Um I'd love to see James Fisher Harris just stand up because this Nichols and Totola usually set a really good platform for South over the last month or so. And then on comes our last guest, Jai Arrow, with Tommy Burgess. So it doesn't get any easier for the Panthers forwards once you see this coming. But I, I think the way they win it is by learning from their mistakes from last year. Know, know that this and, – and, and look, big game players usually win the biggest games. and There's none bigger than this. Seven of the Panthers played Origin this year, and that's, that's as big as it gets. I can compare a grand final to an Origin game. When it starts, it's that fast. It's that quick. And I think last year Penrith didn't expect it coming. Didn't see it coming. Didn't see Melbourne's onslaught coming. This year they know. This year they know that, okay, the first 10 minutes we've got to set the platform, we've got to set a, a really good base for our backline members to get on the back of the, of the forwards, and so they'll come out of the blocks, and they'll learn from last year. They're lucky to be here, because, I'm, I'm not going to so say lucky, they've been one of the best teams, but... Not many teams go back-to-back in in the you know, NRL. So they're lucky that they're back here. And now I think that they're here, they'll make every post a winner.
2: Yeah. Well, that miserly defence that has yep. been there all season in the
4: last couple of games has really come to the fore, hasn't they? have been terrific. Too right. What, what about game-breaker for you? Um, look, oh, they've got so many, but but the big games I always think are, are sort of the, the little things that are done in the middle of the field are the, are the keys to, to getting the getting the result. And I thought one of the most influential guys at the back end of last week's game was Happy Coruscant. I thought he'd come into his own at about the 50-60 minute mark where, you know, his control, some of the little efforts around shutting down inside runners and that when Melbourne Storm uh, were, you know, on Penrith line and uh, some of the work he did from dummy half there late in the contest just to take some pressure off the halves and whatnot. I think he's a key for him tomorrow. Traditionally, you know, and I, and I love the I love the story, you know, Royce Simmons I thought was Penrith's best player in 91, uh, although he didn't get the Clive Churchill. Luke Prittis got the Clive Churchill in 03, the number nine for Panthers. If if they do well in grand final, seems to always shine. So I think he's key for them. Can I ask you guys a question? You mentioned Tevita before, MG. He's sort of been an underrated
5: um Player for Penrith since he's joined him, it, He's made a real impact. I think is he a big
3: loss? Yeah, uh, you know what? I think it's, it, it speaks volumes about Penrith culture, Tiri. Really. Mm. For a player like him, who from the outside looking in looks very hot tempered and very, un, you know, like doesn't really con, does, doesn't conform to what the team are doing. I think it was a breath of fresh air for him to come down to a team that's so organised as Penrith and just slid in, sl, uh, sl, slot into a role. And, and not have to worry about being the playmaker or the, the, the offloads. You, you just get the ball and run hard. He was very disciplined, wasn't he? He was kind of... very disciplined, and yeah. I think that's that's a really big tick of approval for Penrith and, and what they bring to the table, because if he wasn't, if he wasn't, he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't have been in the team. Mm. He wouldn't have played. And I, I think he is a loss, but I, I also think that young um, Spencer you off the bench, watch his kid go. He's a firecracker.
2: And he's been there all year. It's good to have that, you know, for him yeah. to have the opportunity yeah. now to play in that, in that grand final, I think, is a, also a lift for the <laughs> – the team as well. And what
5: interesting it, there was a story about him the other week that he was being shopped around, and I know Penrith yeah. have spoken to his manager and said, if if, if if you're not wanted at this club, we will let you, let you know, and right now you're wanted, so That's leading good. into the grand final, I think it's important that Spencer knows that he's still wanted by that footy club.
2: And the one uh, whirling around in the sideline in terms of uh, a storyline is Ivan Cleary and that stat about the number of games he's coached without getting that premiership.
5: Does it count for anything? Well, probably. I mean, it does. He's second behind Brian Smith in number yep. of games coached without a premiership. Yeah, I think it means yeah, about something. about
4: 300 games behind. Or he's something. a long <laughs> way behind <laughs> him, he? Yeah. It's not like <laughs> a 600 you know, on his, on his shoulder. shoulder.
5: Well, I think there's only two coaches who've or three coaches that coach more than 250 games and not yep. won a comp, and he's one of them. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure he know, He mm. would know about I mean, he obviously knows about it now because it's mm. been well publicised, but I'm sure he was aware of that before, Ivan. It's a bit of a... I wouldn't say it's a gorilla on his back. Well, there's yeah. a little monkey there, isn't there? I mean, you've got to throw it off at some point. Otherwise, it just becomes bigger and bigger. And, you know, I'm They're sure... he's the King Kong. Exactly. There's no better so I'm opportunity sure he's aware though, of for it's...
4: him, is there? I mean, last time that, you know, a side made consecutive grand finals was 2003, 2004 and lost. And that was the Roosters. And the Roosters won it in two, So they kind of had the taste there. So you'd imagine there be a lot, of, uh, a lot of that disappointment from last year driving him this year. Like, I, I haven't lost a grand final, MG has, uh, but I've lost some big origin games and I've been knocked out of some finals games and it hurts. And if that doesn't drive you, and look, South Sydney coming into this, it's a great story, isn't it? But you've got four guys that have been in a grand final. You do have a lot of older players and they're probably thinking, how many more opportunities am I going to get? Guys like Reynolds, guys like Benji, you know, guys like Tom Burgess, guys at the back end of their career might get one or two more if they're lucky. Cody Walker... But they're probably going out there going, well, we can't sort of – we're not like a, a, a development club like Penrith who could potentially make a few grand finals over this little window that they're in because they're all mm. so young. Um, and is that an advantage that South Sydney have, that desperation? Does that sort of counteract what Penrith went through last year, knowing that Penrith are probably sitting there going, well, we, we're, we're in a good spot as a club and we've got some good guys coming through. I know we're losing some players, but maybe we're in our window where we've got three or four years we're going to get one Maybe South Sydney go out there and go, well, we might get another chance. We're definitely not going to get another chance with Adam and Wayne. So, I don't know. It, 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 who, who's the advantage go to in, in that regard? It's been noticeable that Ivan's been quiet yes, this week. I mean, start. you
5: learned something mm. from three weeks ago, right? When it wasn't, that wasn't the, the Ivan we know three weeks ago. I mean, he doesn't normally engage in all that sort of stuff. Yeah. He's pretty quiet sort of bloke and keeps in the background. Yep. It's noticeable this week. He's been very quiet and stayed in the background, and I think that's a good sign for Penrith. Mm. All
2: right, we're going to get you some uh, grand final stories uh, coming up, plus the sports quiz. That's ahead Saturday. Scrum, thanks to King G. Woo!
0: Saturday scrub for King G. Triple M rocks footy.
2: Uh, grand finals, nothing like them. Grand final day, nothing like it. Uh, just some memories from uh, the group here of grand final. Great great moments, and not from games you played in, uh, but just you've uh, either attended or, or seen on the telly. For, for me, uh, the grand final day, I think it was 1977, catching the train down from Newcastle to the uh, Sydney Cricket Ground, watching all three, gra- three grades. Sitting on the concourse in front of the Broongal stand, just was a sloping piece of cement. Uh, it was a terrific. One of the great moments was the fact that the gentleman at the back of the uh, <coughs> the concourse didn't bother going to the bathroom. The whole lot of them they mm. used empty bottles and, and, <laughs> and let them free at the end of the day, uh, which was terrific. But the great moment was watching. It might have been Ed or Ted Solkowitz from Parramatta scored uh, down the right hand touch line. It was make it nine all. Mick Cronin. So my great moment is Mick Cronin was this against the Dragons, uh, lining up to toe-poker, to, would have won them the grand final in 1977. So I'd basically just sat down, couldn't watch it. But just the... Roar of the Dragons fans yeah. ran when he missed that nine all, uh, a drawn grand final mm. went back to a, a replay the next Saturday, which the Dragons yeah. duly won. So
4: typical of you, Tony, having a moment in a grand final where someone actually fails.
2: Yeah, it's good, isn't yeah. it? And, and also, also missing it because I was sitting, there, and which is the same thing I did for the Swans in 2005 when Leo Barry took that mark. I was literally at the MCG under the seat. <laughs> I could not, couldn't bear to watch. <laughs> Too many bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What's your moment, MG?
3: Well, I, I grew up a Manly fan. Um, my parents were Parramatta fans, so in the 70s and 80s, there was a lot of grand finals against each other. And um, I just remember uh, always our house would be – I'd do streamers and stuff on, on one side of the house, which was maroon and white, and Dad and Mum would do blue and gold on the other, and um, <laughs> we'd have mats out the front, and we'd try and outdo know, each other with the, the cars, stickers and stuff like that. But I think the May the – the moment that I thought was the best moment I've seen in a grand final was the 89 grand final between Canberra and Balmain. I had so many ebbs and flows, so many yeah. different things happened in that game. Ben, Benny Elias's field goal that hit the crossbar. Um, Steve Jackson's try at the end. Um, Chica Ferguson's try. Like, it was just a, a, a ma- magnificent game. That, I suppose that and, that and I suppose the Cowboys, I know girls are going to talk about the Cowboys and the Broncos, but they're probably the two best grand finals that as far as drama goes, that yeah. I've, I've ever watched, so, as, along with uh, Newcastle Knights in '97.
5: Well, I'm a bit like MG. I grew up a Manly fan as well, but then I became a Broncos fan, obviously a kid from Brisbane when they came in the comp. But for me, that I mean, I've been, like, as I said before, I've been to 20 grand last 20 odd grand finals. I can't remember much of them at all, time. Oh, but, yeah, but in yeah, terms yeah, you, of. Uh,
3: bloody drunk. Yeah.
5: <laughs> symb- <laughs> symbolic, significant moments. I mean, South winning in '14 is a huge. Like yep. for me, it's probably the most significant, I think, grand final I've been to in the last. 20 years, just Mm. that. Yeah, emotion. The emotion around it. And I remember doing the lead up to it and then going obviously obviously to Redfern the day after. Mm. And it was just a huge, just a huge occasion for that footy club. And, you know, Russell basically saving them from the abyss. Mm. Because
2: they hadn't won since 71 before that. Yeah, 43 years.
5: years, yeah. Mm. So it was amazing. That was an amazing night for me. I think that's probably the most significant one.
4: Yep. Yeah, I, I would say 14 and 15 tone for me so South Sydney and you know the head clash with Burgess and mm, then mm. I still I, I love you know South Sydney being back in the grand final this week seeing the highlights of Inglis on that and that uh. run through the middle I mean his season everyone talks about the influence Tommy had this year for Manly but I think Sam Burgess that year in, in 14 Daly M he got Third in the Dally M's, 29 points, where I think Thurston and and Haynes won it. And you don't see forwards win it or even compete in that award too often. But his influence and and G.I.'s influence that year for the Bunnies uh, was exceptional. And I loved that grand final. And yeah, uh, 15, um, you know, the two Queensland sides went at it. And North Queensland never having won the title. That moment watching Jonathan Thurston sit in that moment for about a minute and a half, 90 seconds or so, just to get himself ready for that kick and then for that kick to look like and he always bends them from right to left and as soon as he hit that, you just thought he's nailed that. What a moment. And it just, for that ball not to turn the way that it does nine out of ten times for JT... And, then to, and for them to get himself back up off the canvas after that, because that would have been a moment that he just would have wanted to have again or forget, and then be able to get himself off the canvas, kick the field goal, and for what that meant for North Queensland, just incredible scenes, and, yeah, it was lucky to see both of those. So I Love it. And great moments.
2: Yes, well, that right moment hasn't quite been written yet, but uh, somebody's ready to put pen to paper tomorrow night. Who will it be when the Panthers take it on, on the Rabbitohs? Saturday Scrum.
1: Welcome to Tony's Spotting. Quiz.
2: Naturally, we end the season with the grand final quiz. These questions are very, very easy. In fact, some of the answers have already been popped popped up in our discussion just a moment ago. Uh, It will be all about how quick you are on the buzzer. If you wouldn't mind testing those for me, please. Indy. Reddy. Oh, wow. Okay. No, we're on fire we, today, boys. We are good. Let's look at him. Yeah. yeah. He, he's very funny no, He's having a, a, a little <laughs> That little nap. <laughs> <Micro> <laughs> nap. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his <laughs> singing. Okay, here we go. Who rang the bell before Brady? the South good Question. Guess Reedy. Albert Clift. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. What? No, he didn't. No, he rang it when they went 2014. Who rang it before the grand final in 2014?
4: It's all yours, Gerds. Is it a recent player? No. No. Um, oh, was time. it? Uh, I oh, I know. Clues. Bob McCarthy. Bob McCarthy oh, and Bobby Les McCarthy. Johns
2: okay. from the Bulldogs. Old Canterbury player as well. All right. Who did Scott Sattler make the try okay. and tackle on? Yes. Um, Todd Byrne. Todd
3: Byrne. Todd Byrne. Oh.
2: Todd Byrne. Sorry. No, it was MGs, right? Yeah. Todd Byrne is correct. Well done. A pain-killing needle went badly wrong for Graham Wengland. Or oh, oh, does he know oh, the answer? Does he know the question? Yes, M.G.? 38-0. Oh, bad luck. That's feet. not what I was going to ask. White, White is good. Cool. Yes. What were the colour of the boots he was yeah. wearing? Uh, Jonathan Thurston kicked a match-winning field goal for the Cowboys in 2015. But who scored the try? Oh, Yes, K.G. Kyle. Kyle felt his oh, Kyle. Who threw a miraculous pass to Brad Fittler to set up Brad Izzard's second-half MG. try? Yes, MG? Oh. MG. Yes, <laughs> MG? MG. Yeah, MG! Can I just stop us here and say, I watched that grand final again the other day. If only there were more angles to that replay, because that was dead set, MG, one of the greatest passes I've ever seen. Do you re- <laughs> I mean...
3: Yeah, it was a set move that I wasn't supposed to be in, because I just come back from the Symbian and... I was that jumping out <laughs> of my skirts. give me the ball, give me the ball, and I was just—I wasn't supposed to be in it. And you know, I got the ball, and uh, as I was going to ground, I heard Freddie call out "MG, MG," and then he, there he was. And, yeah. But it was an alley oop over the back. Oh of yeah, the I, plate. I couldn't do it again in a million years.
2: It was extraordinary. It is honestly, Have you seen it recently? Yes, absolutely. You really. have a lot
3: of luck in grand finals.
2: Oh, I tell you, if you haven't watched it, I'm sure out there you have. Go to that moment, look at it. You won't see a better pass ever. All right, uh, what links the 1977 rugby league and AFL grand finals? MG. Yes, MG. They're both draws. Correct. The Dragons and the Eels and the Collingwood and North Melbourne drew. North Melbourne went on to win the, the replay there, the Dragons, in 77 here. In 2002, Billy Idol arrived at the stage on a hovercraft. Oh. What? Yes.
3: I love my footy.
2: <laughs> well, he did Cuts. love his footy, yes, but what What was the problem? Sound issues. Sound issues, uh, yes. In fact, we can hear exactly what he <laughs> Give us some power! Wait for some power! <laughs> it was the best of both worlds. We got to see him arrive and not sing. Oh. <laughs> is that cruel? The Clive Churchill Medal for Man of the Match has been awarded to a player on the losing really? side. For uh, yes, Gertz. Do you know what the question is, really? Um, Brad Clyde. Yes. Um, Billy Slater. Um, nope. No, no, that was MG. Yes, MG. Mackay. Yes, Brad Mackay from the Dragons. DCE. Yes, yep. DCE. Jack, Jack White. Good boy.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Bang,
2: bang, bang, bang. Who scored the try that broke Balmain's heart in the 99 99- SMG? Yes, MG? Good. Steve Jackson. Steve Jackson, oh, as you said yeah, before. Yeah. Alright, and finally connect the dots between this and a grand
4: final. Silver yes, Chair 97, Andrew Johns. All yeah, that Daniel Johnson. Yes, nice. he, grabbed, he grabbed
2: Daniel Johnson, put yeah. him in part of the celebration that grand
4: final that won by Newcastle,
2: and uh, all together. What did Matthew Johns describe that experience as? MG.
3: Better than. Better than Lego. Correct. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, it's going to be better than Lego for a team tomorrow night as well. <laughs> you oh, the score. I can look for a, the Tyre Power scoreboard.
4: Oh. Thank you so
2: much. If you could hold that up again, because I'm going to look Nathan, at what the what scores. Uh, it was five points to MG, four points to Gertz. Reedy won. <laughs> Yay. <Boy>.
0: It's a Saturday <laughs>
2: <fantastic laughs> Just one more hour to share with you. Stick around.
0: Woo! Triple M's Saturday Scrum for King G. Pushing the limits in comfort, technology, and design. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot, and strong. Install a Ream.